Hi guys, welcome to the Schofield Stories with me, Calum Schofield. Every show we're going to have some incredible guests, all with one thing in common. They've all got a story to tell. So sit back, get ready for some laughter, tears and a little bit of stamina activism here on the Schofield Stories. Joining me for this episode is Aaron Tubian. Aaron's here to share his story of living with a stutter and how his journey has led him to become a coach working to help people who stutter. This is going to be a good one. Welcome, Aaron. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. That's no worry. Thank you for being here. So why don't you start by telling myself and my listeners a little bit about how, what your stutter used to be like? in your younger years so with my stutter how it used to be like it was really horrible like whenever i couldn't say my own name i would be like ah aaron and like the words wouldn't come out and i used to not be able to talk on the phone i was struggling to order my own food i would have people who are my friends who would order food for me at the restaurant because i didn't want to say my own order because i didn't want to stutter or sometimes, um, or sometimes back in the day, I would have people finish my sentence for me because because they were too impatient. I think most people who stam and know the feeling. So, how do you feel at the time having to get your friends to order food for you? We've all been there. I can. Yeah, yeah. So we've all been there. It was extremely embarrassing, of course, because I wasn't confident in my own stutter, and of course, in my own self. So that was, so that was like a really, really hard time to go through, you know? Yeah. And would you say your stutter got better or worse as you got older? Um, it was, um, it got, for the most part, it was okay. Yeah. Some days I was good. Some days I was horrible. So my stutter really didn't get better up until like, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, so, so my stutter really didn't get better until like four or five years ago, honestly. So what happened four or five years ago for you to want to make a change? Uh, long story short, I was out to lunch with my sister and she yeah. said to me, so Aaron, you have all the tools that you need to get better. You went to the best speech pathologist. You learn the method of the voluntary stuttering method yeah. that I use still with my stuttering, you know, so I can practice every day to control it and to manage it, which is the most important thing. And she asked me, well, how badly do you want it? How badly do you want it? And that just flipped. And then, and then, so about, and then, for, so about like a year and a half ago, two years ago. Um, so, so whenever I was thinking of what I really wanted to do, so my my sister said to me, "So, have you ever thought of becoming a stuttering coach?" And I'm like, "No, n- never." Yeah. And she's like, "Yeah, you should should we really consider it because you've gone through stuttering. You, you know what people who stutter are going through, the challenges of not saying their own name, the challenges of asking someone out on a date, or 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 getting a movie ticket, or just anything." I'm like, yeah, I do know what someone's going through, you know, because I totally have I've been through it. 
and then after that, like I, I, I launched my website. I have, I have some clients now, you know, who, who have really progressed with his or her stutter and they really enjoy just working with me. You know, I instill a lot of confidence with them and I teach the method of the voluntary stuttering method that my old speech pathologist taught me. So I'm carrying on her, her legacy. Exactly. It sounds like a really fulfilling job. And would you say how much of your stepper coaching is to do with the actual speech and how much is to do with the mindset side of things? Um, for the actual speech, it's basically like around, it's around 90%. Yeah. Like the one thing that I do with my coaching is like the first 10, 15 minutes, I had to ask some questions saying, Hey, how's your stutter been? Like, what was your confidence this week from one to 10? We dive into that to see where they are psychologically with their stutter and how it's been. Um, and then afterwards, for the next 20 to 25 minutes, they read out loud to me from reading a book. You, yeah, go ahead. I'm thinking about the voluntary stutter and it's something that I use quite a lot. So. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Yeah. Would you explain to my listeners what it is really? Yeah, of course. I would love to. So what a volunteer stuttering is, is when you take the first letter of each word and prolong it. So for example, if I said the word basketball, you see what I got the letter B in basketball and I prolonged it? That's a method that I usually teach my clients and they love the method. They love it. Definitely is. For me, it gives me control over when I block and when I don't block is I'll just throw in the Stepping on purpose. Yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. That's right. Exactly, because that's what my old speech father just taught me. Because she told me that like, so many stutter on purpose. It's not you're trying to stutter on purpose. It's because you want to use the voluntary. It's because you want to use the voluntary stuttering method on the words that you don't even have trouble on. So you get into a very good habit of using that method. Exactly. That's. The way it is, is if you can decide when you block on a word, then surely that takes away all the fear of stuttering in my book. Yeah. Oh, exactly, exactly. And the one other thing that I realized that what so many stutters do as well is that especially when you have trouble on the middle of the word of a sentence, they usually go back to the beginning of the sentence and start all, and start just all over. But yeah. you should never do that, you know? Because especially if you're having trouble with the word that you can't say in the middle of the sentence, you should use that voluntary stuttering method, prolong the word, and keep on going to finish your sentence. Definitely, I agree with that. As I know quite a lot of people would keep going on that word, like we said, is the best thing to do, even if it takes them you know, minutes just to get this one word out. It's really good to see them stopping and starting again until they say it how they want to yeah 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 exactly exactly but the same thing it's like but the same thing it's like even if you have fear of saying those words that you can't say just practice reading out loud for every day for 20 30 minutes using the volunteer stuttering method like practicing the mirror or the one thing that i would do in social situations when my stutter was really bad was basically i would go to bars alone i would go to restaurants alone order my food or to talk to a girl next to me that would who was really pretty but i was nervous too but i still did it yeah. you know so 
we have to we have to put ourselves in those social situations to bring our fear down and to bring our calmness level back up. Definitely. And how important was that for your own recovery and overcoming stuttering, and just putting yourself in these vulnerable situations? Oh my God, it was huge. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It was ginormous. I mean, like, it was really big because, like, because I used to be extremely shy back in the day with my stutter. I mean, like, for example, if someone would ask me, hey, I, I, do, do you want to call your dentist to make an appointment? I'd be like, no, I'll just email them. You know, or it's like, or sometimes, I don't know, like, I don't know if sometimes I would, if I'd want to like to order food, I'd order online instead of calling the, instead of calling the restaurant. You know, I'd have so much food with my stuttering, you know, but now it's like, it's, it's controllable, it's manageable. Like I use a voluntary stuttering still to this day, every single day, you know, and like, like if you were to meet me, maybe like six seven like 10 years ago like i promise you like it would basically take me at least 10 minutes 20 minutes just to finish one sentence so the progression you've made is you know pretty incredible especially it's not a long period of time you know some people are working on their speech for 20 30 40 years so yeah how was your journey of overcoming stuttering and sort of acceptance as well I was hard. I mean, it was really hard to overcome. And like, it's weird. Because if I was stuttering, I feel like you can't overcome it, but I feel like you, you can manage it and you can control it. That's the biggest thing that I realized, you know? Because like, as long as we manage and control by using our voluntary stuttering method every single day and just practice and just, and just owning our own peace and just having a smile on our face every day and just being confident, with their own stir, that's all that really matters. Definitely. And obviously, you know, it's never an easy road. So what do you do when you have these more ch- challenging days? Um, for the last few years, I mean, I rarely had a challenging day, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because I'm just owning with my stutter and like, I'm just like constantly practicing and like, just wanting to get better, you know, it's like, and like, cause I was sick and tired of my past self, you know, and I was like, well, someone has to change. So it has to be you. Absolutely. And that must have been a hard thing to think as well as, you know, a lot of, for anyone thinking that they have to change the way they work or the way their mind works, you know, that's a challenge in itself, just realizing that you have to change. So how do you find that? Right. So I feel like so, so I feel like so so I feel like that our past is our best friend, you know. Yeah. Our past teaches us so many mistakes that we made in the past. That that now, like in the future, like we we, we just tend to believe in ourselves more. We practice every day more. Our confidence grows. You know, it's like, it, especially with our past. I feel like. It, it, it's annoying at times to to think about our past, but but yeah. at the same time, I feel like it's our best friend. Cause like, cause cause it just it it just teaches us so many great things, you know. And whenever I was thinking about the past, like I remember, um, like I remember, like in the fifth grade, we we had a substitute teacher, and he told me, "Hey, um, I want you to read out loud." 
And of course, I was nervous. I didn't want to do it out loud in front of the whole class. And I was like, shit, okay, whatever. I'll just do it. Yeah. So I started reading and like, it was horrible. I was stuttering like crazy, like crazy. And then the substitute teacher goes to me, hey, uh, don't you know how to read? Bloody hell. Yeah, yeah. Or I remember about seven, eight years ago, actually, I was in college and I was in a speech class. And so the speech that I wanted to give on was about stuttering. And so I emailed my professor, said, hey, professor, uh, can I give my speech on stuttering? And she goes to me and says to me, well, if you want to give your speech on stuttering, then you have to go to the disabilities office so you can get that speech approved. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, what the, that shocked me, you know? Yeah. And, and that was the worst thing ever. I mean, like, I never had a teacher said to me, well, since you stutter, then you're disabled then. Oh. You know, because some people think that what stuttering is a disability, but it's not. It's a not, it's a challenge that you can manage and you can control. Because what I think is a disability is someone who's blind, someone who's deaf. You know, someone who, who has no legs, no arms. You know, but but yeah. stuttering, I mean, I mean, like, the only thing that it is, is it's only a speech impediment. I mean, that we can control, we can manage, you know? Yeah. It's all in our own hands. I mean, like, what the main thing is is that like is that whether you go see a speech pathologist or a stuttering coach like me I mean you have to be consistent with it and go to that person at least every single week or at least every two weeks because if you go like once every two or three months it's not going to be good for you I mean you have to be consistent and so many people who stutter fail to be consistent and they make so many damn excuses. Yeah, absolutely is. How important would you say that consistency is? Is for me, it's I'm huge. always working on my speech. It's it's huge because like because like, so I remember so, so when I started to go to my speech pathologist that, that my parents found for me, and so I started like in the nineties, right? And around like ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight, somewhere around those lines. And what, so when she was working with me. She was in her 80s, 80s, sharp as can be, sharp as can be. And her name was Vivian Sheehan. And basically, she was the one who taught me about the voluntary stuttering method that I explained about 10, 15 minutes earlier. And, And with me, I used to go every single week for about six, seven years, eight years. You know, it's because I wanted to go. And it's because the speech pathologist that I would see in school, who was, she was horrible, because she had no method uh, with my center of all. She was telling me, just take a deep breath and slow down. Like, what the fuck is that going to do? Yeah. Really? Like, is that breathing and slowing down going to do something? No. You have to teach someone a method, and they they have to be consistent with you by coming with you every single week or every two weeks. It's that's how it is, and I wanted to get yeah. better. 
Absolutely. Is. If it was easy, then everyone would do it. You know, if it was an oh, easy method. Sure. If you don't oh, put the sure. work in, then no one in the world would suffer at the end of the oh, day. Oh, for sure. But the main thing is, is that like, is that like, you have to put in the work. You know, it's not going to be an easy way out. You know? Because with anything in life, it's hard, right? I mean, anything in life is hard. You, yeah. you know? But like, but we have to be consistent every single day, whether that's going to work every day, whether that's putting in time with our stuttering, whether she's not lost for about 20 minutes or 40 minutes or an hour every day, whatever it is, you know, and be consistent, you know, because yeah. so even with stutters, they always find the easy way out. That's the issue. Yeah, definitely. And do you ever find with some of your clients that they might you know, work with you in the session, but then as soon as they leave your session, they stop working on their speech and then yeah, about yeah, the yeah. what's that like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, for me, I get it. I mean, like, it's because people go through waves and cycles, you yeah. know. So I totally get it. But 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 you know, I came up on my clients. I mean, you have to be consistent. You know, working on it every single day, even when they're not working with me during a one-hour session, you have to be consistent. You know, and, and since I've gone through it myself, like. I still know what that person's going through. I've been there, you know? And the crazy thing is, the crazy thing is, I spoke to a few people who, who graduated, um, who got their master's in speech pathology, and they were telling me recently that, yeah, like, so I have no experience with people who stutter. And I asked them, why? I asked, and I asked them, like, don't they teach you that in grad school? Yeah. They're like, no. They're like no, and I was like, "That's nuts." I'm like, "How do they not teach you like any methods or anything about stuttering?" Which, if you have a client stutters, like, so so, how are you gonna teach them? How are you gonna teach them? Yeah, that's mad. I know here in the UK as well, when it comes to you know getting a the degree in speech and language therapy, the tiniest percentage covers stuttering. I mean, yeah. like the smallest place they could possibly be, and that's why there's so many people just sort of wandering about on their own. Is the way I, I describe it. Yeah, exactly. And the one thing that I, um, I, I, the one thing I did for someone on Instagram was, I she messaged me saying, "Hey, I found you on someone's Instagram. I see that you're a stuttering coach." I said, "Yes, I am. Like, love to help people who stutter." And she said to me, "Yeah, I went to grad school, but I didn't learn anything about stuttering." Like. Can you help me of, of what to learn if I have a class there? And I said, of course, I would love to help you. Yeah. So it's about giving back as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Would you say being a coach helps your speech as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. Because like, cause that puts me in check as well. Because I, like, I love passing every single day still, you know? I mean, like, because if my plans, I mean... Because if my clients are putting in the work, then I have to do the same thing too for myself too. Yeah, of course. You know, it's about it's about having a two way street, and so many people tend to forget that. That's the biggest issue in life, you know. So whether it's a friendship, whether it's whether you're dating someone, you know, or like, or whether you're seeing, or whether you're seeing a therapist or a psychologist or a psychiatrist, they have to all put in the work and work on themselves as well. The same thing with me. Same with me, but I enjoy it every day. I still 
read out loud for about 20 to 30 minutes. You know, like if I want to order food, I call and I use a volunteer and, and I always use the voluntary stuttering method, you know, yeah. that that really helps with my own stuttering, you know, and it still has. Yeah, I'm not sure what you found, but I tend to not get cocky with the voluntary stuttering, but I tend to use it a lot if I'm making phone calls or speaking to strangers just to see how they don't notice, if that makes sense to you. I don't know what your thoughts are. Um, you know, it's interesting how you say that because I used to be that way, honestly, do that, but but then after thinking about it, I was, you know what, it's, it's so important, I'm like, to just use it with your parents or use it with your girlfriend or use it with strangers, just use it every single time you meet someone yeah, or talk to someone, you know, because you never want to use a voluntary studying method and try to hide it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the biggest thing is that you have to use it every single day, so whether you're reading out loud, so whether you're going on a date with someone, whether you're talking to your best friend on the phone, you know? Yeah, it's something that you need to use every day as it's not something you want to depend on in a bad situation. Like, for example, if you're driving exactly, a car, yes. if exactly. you're driving a car and you've never tried the brakes, and then you, know, you, you don't want to test the brakes when you're heading straight toward the brick wall, do you? But if, right. If it doesn't work then, then you're fucked, aren't you? Let's face it. So oh, of course. Oh, 100%. Maybe you could test it out first and get used to using it. But when a stressful or challenging situation comes along, it's second nature. Right, exactly. It's like breathing, right? Yeah. It's the same thing. Because we have to breathe to be alive, right? So, exactly. so, so basically, like, um, it's all about using it every single day. You know, and like, we have to have food every day, we have to drink water every day, right? It's the yeah. same exact thing, you know? But the one thing that I will say is that, that basically, like, if you stutter, it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, so many people stutter who want to do it by themselves, but sometimes you, you can't do it by yourself. It's okay to ask for help. And there's nothing ashamed of asking for help. You know, yeah. like, I see some posts on Facebook of people stutter like, oh, like, I have a really bad stuttering day, and like, I don't know what to do, and like, but it's like, ask for help. Ask for help. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, like, I mean, like, who cares if you have to pay, I mean, if you have to pay, like, a speech quality, like, 200 bucks an hour, so fucking what? Do it. Good for your health. Doesn't yeah. matter how much it is. So the question I always ask my clients, like in a consultation when I have with them, I always ask them, like, how badly do you want it? How badly do you want it? Definitely. What kind of response do you get when you ask people that? You know, is it just it shocks them on a speech or it shocks them? Yeah, it shocks them and it really motivates them. You know, and like, and the crazy thing is, is that, is that like. Aren't you sick and tired of it? Aren't you sick and tired of it? Of not being able to talk on the phone, not being able to ask someone on a date, not being able to make a new friend? Exactly. When I've done a couple of coaching calls with people, I've done calls with people and I've also turned people away because when you ask them how much do you want this, 
if they give you sort of a a Google search answer, I call right. it, you know, the standard, you can tell they don't actually want it. And if they're not going to put the right. effort in, it's a waste of my time. Never mind. Exactly, it. exactly, exactly. It's like, no, it's like, I've had some people ask me, oh, so how much do you charge an hour? I give them my rate, and that's my rate. I'm not going to go lower for you. Because yeah. like, we have to know what we're worth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because so many people, so many people tend to walk over people, you know? Yeah. So you can't walk over with your stuttering. You can't take the easy way out and say, oh, you know what? Since I had a bad day with my stuttering, I'll work on it tomorrow. No. No. Work on it now. Work on it now. Exactly. You can never stop working on your speech. When you get complacent, that's when old habits will come back. Exactly. Exactly. And that's when, and that's when the fear kicks in. That's when the laziness kicks in. And that's when you have low self-esteem and low self-confidence. You know, and like, yeah. and just ask yourself, how badly do I want this? And like, some people take the easy way out. And that's the sad part, you know? Don't. Yeah, it really is. As I've been working, you know, day in, day out vigorously on my speech for the last 10 months, maybe. maybe. And you sound amazing. Yeah. And that's because every day I've been working hard. I mean, you was in the technique. Right. I got taught, you know, before last September, I couldn't say mm-hmm. my name. I could hardly get a sentence together when I was talking right. outside of my sort of close group. And since September, that was, you know, I wanted it. I wanted to change. And that's why I haven't looked back since. But how easy would it be for me or you to slip back into the old ways because it's easier? Oh, yeah, it's easier. I mean, like, especially if we're having a frustrating week or frustrating month with work or anything at all, just be mindful and just ask yourself how far you've come with your stutter. Yeah. You know, and like, and, and there should be no reason why that you should revert back to your old habits. No, but a lot of people do, unfortunately. Why do you think that is? Uh, because, um, so I feel like it's, it's it, I think it's about four or five things, right? I think that number one is, is that they're not as confident in, in themselves anymore. Yeah. You know, and number two, I feel like, that they're comfortable in being their old way, in their old way. Yeah. Number three, I feel like they want the easy way out and don't want to get better. Number four, I feel like that they that be, that they become lazier. Yeah. And number five, I feel like because I feel like because I'm I'm trying to think of the best way of saying this. Sorry. That's right. Number five, I feel like because. They just don't want it bad enough, and they think about their old habits, and they just go back to it. You know, so my question, so, so, so the question always comes back, of how badly do you want it? Would you say it's harder after people have gone through therapy and worked on their speech to ask for help for the second time? You know, after they've sort of showed off, look, I'm doing really well, my speech mm-hmm. is better, but then. Mm-hmm something challenging happens, so we have to ask for help again. Do you find a lot of people really put off by doing that? Um, I feel, Yes, I feel like the, especially some of the class for some of them are, are not very consistent, but like, but like, but even the ones I have, they're very consistent. And I got some old clients back as well recently because they're like, oh my God, my stuttering worse, I need to come back to you, let's schedule a session. Yeah. So, especially like, 
since they know that my work is good, love coming back to me, they love working with me, it's because they know of, uh, of how good I am, you know, because I know, it's because they especially know that, like, that since I know what they're going through. Definitely. As I know that I found now that I'm, you know, hosting a podcast, I'm raising mm-hmm. awareness, that now that I'm doing a lot, if right. I had a hard day, I sometimes not show it because I'm thinking, you know, I've got a lot of people who are thinking that I'm someone confident, someone in control of their speech. Mm-hmm. If I say I'm struggling at the moment, what are they going to think? And I know that's a bad mentality to have and I've right. that mentality, but I find that I don't want to put myself on a podium because we can all still improve at the end of the day. I completely agree 100%. We all can improve every single day. But it's all about like our mindset. Yeah. Our mindset's everything in life, right? So yeah. as long as we put our mind to something, we can achieve anything. Yeah. So yeah, and like, and some people think that I can overcome this instead of this, instead of this, Disability, I'm like, it's, it's not, it's not, it's all in your mind. Cause, cause when you put negative thoughts into your mind, it's going to manifest. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree, especially with the part about uh, being a uh, disability. As I can't justify, I've thought about it, but I can't say I'm disabled because of the way I speak. When you look at someone else, someone who's deaf or blind or with autism, as they can't exactly. change that. They can't change it, but we can work on our speech. So I can't exactly. the That's the biggest difference. At all. Right. No, not at all. And like, I feel like it's a shame that people say that, yeah. you know? And, and I think to myself and I'm like, why do you put so many damn negative thoughts in your head? You are not disabled. There is nothing physically wrong with you. Yeah. Nothing. Because... If there's one thing I tell my clients is that like you have a voice and you deserve to be heard. Yeah, exactly. You know, and like just like the movie The King's Speech, right? You remember that one part where they're in the chapel and they're and Colin Firth and the and the speech watch were arguing back and forth. Yeah. And Colin Firth said he 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 said out loud that I simply have a voice. Yeah. And every single time I. I didn't see that or hear that. I get goosebumps. Oh, yeah. So every single damn stutter, we have a fucking voice and we deserve to be heard. And there's nothing fucking wrong with us. No, not. It's just uh, another way of communicating. You probably found it as well. Is there anyone actually 100% fluent, stutter or not? I really don't know. I wouldn't know. But you know what, though? It's always good to be at least... 80% 80% or 90%. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Exactly. So as long as we practice every single day and not take the easy way out and not just bring these negative old habits into our stutter, then we're fine. Yeah. We're fine. You know? And like, and like I remember, um, uh, what was it like? This, this last July, I went to my first national stuttering conference. Yeah. And, so, so the only reason why I went there was because yes, I want to meet other people stutter. The only reason why that I went there was because basically I've always wanted to give a speech for at least two, three minutes about my stutter and what challenging, what challenges that brought me and stuff. Yeah. 
And to be honest, it was, it was probably the best speech I've ever given. And to be honest with you, like, like, so this is maybe like six, seven, eight years ago, whenever I was really depressed, down, and my life was horrible. I didn't know what, what I wanted to do with my life. I thought about committing suicide, honestly. Yeah. I couldn't take it anymore. It's because, yes, it's because half of it had to do with my stutter, yes, because I couldn't accept it. But the other half because I was lost in my life. I didn't know what exactly what I wanted to do. But I snapped out of it. It's something that I never wanted to do. But I did have those thoughts here and there, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, but our mind is everything, you know? So we have to own it and say, you know what? I have a voice. I deserve to be heard. And there's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. How does that feel now, looking back to how you were? Um, as of now, it makes me feel a lot more calm. Yeah. You know, like, it brings that peace. You know, and, like, I feel like that, like, that's all about going through the journey. And this is a part of the journey that we, some of us, have to go through. And, you know, that's okay. That's okay. I mean, like, now I love what I do. You know, and, like, and it's all about accepting our stutter. Because if we don't accept our stutter first, then what's the point of living? Exactly. Because there's no point dwelling on something that will always be part of it. Like we can control and manage our stutters, but if we don't accept it, then can you ever truly move forward and be happy with yourself? Oh, no way. You have to accept it. 100%. 100%. But the one thing that I realized that, like, that really, I would say, like, shocked me in a way is that, like, is that, like, especially at the conference, I would see people saying to even, like, to Uber drivers saying, hey, it's better, like, like, sort of thing about this, or, or, or telling people at the concert, hey, it's better. So there should be no reason why I should tell everyone that it's better. Yeah. You know, there should be no reason why everyone should know, you know, because, like, because that comes from a, a lack of, a sense of insecurity with your stutter, you know? And the reason why you do that is because you're not working on your stutter and you don't feel confident. Because I remember my old speech pathologist, her name was Vivian Sheen, and she would tell me, like, she would tell me, like, there's, there's, there should be no reason why that you should always confess to people that you have a stutter because you, you can manage it and you can control it. Yeah. I completely agree with you. As I'm very b b b big on disclosing my stutter, but there's also times when I wouldn't. Like I wouldn't get onto a bus and say, "Just to let you know, I have a stutter," so I might block exactly. on the place I'm about to tell you because you know people don't care that much. You know, as much they don't. As people don't want to they don't. It, they got they really their don't. own things to worry about. Right, exactly, and they don't. And the sad and the sad thing is, is, is that is that the person who does that, who is not confident in their own speech, they think, they think that this person actually does care, but they really don't. You know, the only person yeah. that really cares, the only person that really cares about stutter is your family, your close friends, and especially people who have gone through stuttering. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're the ones who actually care. and But, but even they, like, when I'm out with my mates, 
we won't you know have a deep conversation about stuttering because we'll talk about football or talk about who's getting the next lot of drinks in you know because we don't need to yeah exactly and there's no need to no but yeah boy but, but once in a while yeah i mean like will the conversation come up of course it will i mean like yeah it's, it's natural but yeah. it's all about it's all about being comfortable talking about it as well yeah exactly it needs to be a mix of both like you you feel content and happy to talk about it but also don't go over the top as i've told some people i've worked with this you don't have to tell everyone everything because that's exactly for approval and you don't want Exa to look for approval of everyone exactly yes exactly and so many people look for that approval 100 percent. it's because it's because they want that person to feel bad for the person who stutters like, oh my God, this guy's stutters. I feel so bad for the guy. No, shouldn't feel bad for the guy or for the girl. So fucking what? Yeah. So fucking what? Exactly. I wouldn't want anyone to feel bad for me because I'm quite happy with who I am, what I'm doing, where I'm heading. So why should someone feel bad because I sometimes might fall off on a word? Right. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean... Oh. I mean, like, yeah, and for once in a while, it's fine, you know, like, we, we, we all go through it, you know, but it's all about being that mindset and saying, you know what, hey, use a volunteer centering method, you know, like, like, if you have trouble on a word, go through it, go through it, don't get frustrated and start all over again. Yeah, exactly, and now, as we come towards the end of this episode, what are some of your hopes and aspirations for the future, yourself personally? For myself, personally, I would just tell people that, you know what, I mean, like, accept your stutter, number one, accept it, you know, practice every day reading out loud, 20, 30 minutes, put yourself in social situations to want to get better, and ask for help. Yeah. Ask for help, want to get better, and don't take the easy way out and say, oh, you know what, I've asked coach for a month, but, but I'm not going to have him for another month. Be consistent. Ha so have the coach for six, seven months. Have the coach for two, three years. You know, and don't take the easy way out, you know, and accept your stutter, have fun, you know, like if, and like you go on dates, go and talk to your friends and disclose if you have to, if you want to, and be confident and you have a voice and you deserve to be heard. Yeah, I think that's a cracking bit of advice and a really good positive way to end the show so Aaron thank you so much for appearing on the show it's been my pleasure getting to know you and I'm sure my listeners will feel the same have you got any last words or bits of wisdom to share before you go um, I I honestly don't but thank you so much for having me on your show I really appreciate it. this was a lot of fun and I was I was really glad to be on your show and really great to meet you as well thank you very much and if you ever want to come back I'm sure that definitely happened. So thank you, Aaron. Of course. Thank you so much. Have a great night. And you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Schofield Stories podcast. Without you, my incredible listeners, I will not be able to do what I do. So I hope you know how much your support really does mean to me. I want to thank everyone at Anchor and Zoom for the recording and release of this podcast. I give a massive shout out to Stop Holding Back, SHB, the personal development charity. The work they do for people who step is honestly the best in the business.
it'll be hard to find anyone who does what they do and cares as much as well. So please check them out, support them in any way you can and stop holding back. Finally, if you want more, you want to reach out, my Facebook is Calm Schofield Starman Activist. And my Instagram is at the underscore Schofield underscore stories. Thank you so much for listening. Without you, I couldn't do this show. It honestly means everything to me that you're here listening, so thank you again. I hope to speak to you again for the next episode of the Schofield Stories. Bye for now.